0: And we're very glad to be back here with the first edition of the Science News, broadcasting from the Old Man's studio in Church Street, Portadown. And this is for the week ending Saturday, the 7th of uh, June. And we haven't been with you for several months, so it's really very good to be back. On behalf of everybody here on the Craig Avon Talking Newspaper team, you're very welcome to this week's programme. And the stories making the headlines this week are, from the Portadown Times, Grim News as 180 jobs go in uh, the Aero Seating Factory, and from the Lurgan Mail, the headline is, uh, Kate, can you show it to me? Yeah, here it is. It's a very sad story of our beautiful little boy who had so much love and passion for life. And now it's over to Gareth to bring you the first news story from Portadown Times. OK, Gareth?
1: Hello, everyone. Amid a week of positive news with the new Lidl opening and hospitality back open, it ended with grim news that 180 jobs are to be axed at Thompson Aero Seating. Union Unite is holding talks with the Chinese-owned firm, which is three plants in Portadown and one in Banbridge. With 180 jobs set to go, one quarter of the workforce, it will deal a massive blow to those who will be unemployed and their families as well to the town's economy. The firm which makes seating for aircraft says the job losses are a direct result of the pandemic which saw thousands of planes grounded as Covid-19 swept across the globe. From employing around 1,300 staff 18 months ago The firm shed a total of 853 staff last year as the economic downturn within the aviation industry hit. It is understood the firm currently employs around 670 staff, almost half the number it employed last year. And losing 180 more staff will be yet another major blow to the economy. Politicians from all sectors describe the news as devastating for the workers and their families. Kieran Ellison, regional officer for Unite, described it as grim news. We will be engaging our members on our response to what is an entirely unnecessary attack on Northern Ireland workers' and skills base. Meanwhile, Lidl is opening its new £6 million store in the refurbished High Street Mall in the town centre. Built by local firm Turkington Construction, the new store will be employing 20 new full-time staff, Already it has supported around 100 jobs in the area during the new build. Low High Street Mile is also getting a £4 million facelift by local firm Turkington Construction that will include a new layout, enhanced parking, greater town centre access and a new central plaza. Already the new building has supported up to 100 more, up to more, 100 more jobs through the planning and construction process. uh, local firm, Turkington Construction, was the lead builder of the new development, which sees a massive transformation of High Street Mile. Indeed, the new little NI store is in addition to a £4 million investment and redevelopment of the Town Centre shopping centre. That will include a new layout, enhanced parking, greater Town Centre access and a new Centre plaza area.
2: Our beautiful little boy had so much life and passion for life. The mother of little Harry Magee, who died tragically in a car accident last week, has spoken of her family's heartache. Harry, who was only two years and ten months old, died after a collision at his home on the Boghead Bridge Road, Ahalee, on the outskirts of Lurgan, at around 3.15pm, last tuesday afternoon his mum leanne shared how she and her family were completely heartbroken after her little boy's death she described harry our little boy who had so much love and passion for life my little boy harry has uh, sadly passed away today in a car accident we are a family are completely broken and i will reply to emails and messages as soon as i can we as a family need to grieve over our little boy who had so much life and passion for life love and passion for life i honestly cannot believe this is happening we will not be using social media for a little while the, uh, the Northern Ireland Ambulance Service said earlier it had dispatched one emergency crew, one rapid response paramedic and one HART officer to the scene of the accident. The air ambulance was also tasked to the incident. Following assessment and initial treatment at the scene, one patient was taken to Craigavon Area Hospital by ambulance S.D.L.P. M.L.A. Dolores Kelly, who lives nearby, said, It is heartbreaking. My thoughts and prayers are with the family. Harry was the dearly beloved son of Patrick and Leanne and loving brother of Cameron and Charlie, much-loved grandson of Charlie and Sandra McGee. His funeral was on Saturday from his parents' home to St. Joseph's Church, Glenavy, for a mass of the angels' interment took place yet afterwards in the adjoining cemetery.
0: We're sorry we're not able to bring you the chemist this week. As you may know, with the pandemic, there's been a lot of disruption to chemists and opening hours and so on, so we haven't got that sorted yet. But hopefully uh, we may have it by next week. So we're moving on now to the crime, and uh, Gareth's going to bring you our first short crime story, and then Kate. There are only two items.
1: Elderly man perched to ground and robbed. I'll read that headline again elderly man pushed to ground and robbed. A Portadown pensioner has been left badly shaken after he was pushed to the floor of his home and robbed on Tuesday night. Sergeant Wilson said a report was received at approximately 8pm that an unknown male entered the home of a man in his 70s and pushed him to the floor before forcing him to hand over a sum of money. The occupant had lifted cash from an ATM shortly before the incident. He said he was instructed by the man to remain in the kitchen for five minutes. Nothing else was reported to be taken during the incident. Thankfully, the occupant was not injured, but he was left very shaken and upset by what was undoubtedly a traumatic ordeal. The man has been described as being approximately 40 years old, with a South Armagh accent, and was dressed in dark clothing. He had dark hair and a dark coloured greying beard
2: angler nets one thousand pound in fines a county Armagh angler was convicted at craigavon magistrates court on tuesday for a number of fishing offenses which including included fishing without a license and permit fishing on a closed fishery obstruction and failure to provide his name and address gareth mclaughlin 35 of old rectory park Portadown. down admitted five breaches of legal legal, legislation and fisheries regulations. The court was told that on January 12, 2020, DAE or uh, Fisheries Protection Officers at Craigavon Lakes observed McLaughlin angling with four rods at the North Lake which was closed to angling When asked for his fishing licence permit Mr McLaughlin refused to engage with the officer and absconded from the area. He later returned to the area to collect his vehicle which was in the process of being seized and then provided his details. The total fine of £1,015 consisted of fines of £200 for each offence Along with the offender's levy of fifteen pound,
0: we're sorry we don't have any photographs of weddings or uh, graduations at the moment. Uh, there are very few uh, pictures in the paper except for the past ones. So we've picked out a few uh, people who've been um, f- pictured in the in the um, the newspapers. There's uh, one of the pictures is of the Southern Trust's trauma and orthopaedic team who have received a national award for patient safety. They are Megan Garvey, Clinical Sister, Trauma and Orthopaedic Theatres, Adam Burgeon, Staff Grade, Paul McGill, Consultant Surgeon, Mart Murnahan, Consultant Surgeon and Bobby Allen, Database Admin Officer. And this team has received the award because they've been named as the National Joint Registry Quality Data Provider for meeting high-quality patient safety standards in joint replacement operations. The team is ranked among the best in the UK for treating hip fractures and has been recognised for research and innovation, for example, through a rapid recovery scheme, day case, knee and hip procedures for acute trauma and through training and upskilling of staff.
1: And there's news of uh, an environmental uh, improvement scheme to begin in Warringstown in late July, early August. Edwin Poots, in his role as Environment Minister, was in the village, and he was also joined by the Alliance Councilor for Warringstown, Owen Tennyson. Uh, The project, which has been funded by the Northern Ireland Rural Development Leader Programme and managed by the Armagh City and Banbridge and Craig Avonborough Local Action Group will see a range of environmental improvements in the centre of the village, including new paths, street lighting, public seating and other street furniture.
2: There is a picture here of a ceremony planting trees to mark Legion's centenary. Deputy Lord Mayor, Councillor Kyle Savage, has been marking the 100th anniversary of the Royal British Legion this month by planting a tree within the grounds of each of the council's civic buildings. Here he plants a tree within the grounds of Craigavon Civic Centre um with representatives from the Royal British Legions, Lurgan and Brownlow, Donatloney and Portadown branches.
0: Uh- The Deputy Lord Mayor, Councillor Kyle Savage, um, he's been planting trees uh, um, and gifting them to organisations across the borough to help the environment during his term of office. And his daughter Isabella helps him plant a Spanish chestnut tree and she's pictured within the grounds of Waringstown Primary School while the Vice Principal, Mr Galt, and the pupils are looking on.
1: And from the Deputy Mayor to the Lord Mayor, on his last day of office as Lord Mayor, Councillor Kevin Savage met Joanne Young of Macmillan Cancer Support um, to inform her that throughout an entirely, extremely challenging year, with so many restrictions on holding fundraising events, he was still able to raise 15,000 pounds towards the work of Macmillan Macmillan Cancer Support. And the Lord Mayor's picture presenting the cheque to Joanne Young with the Lady S, Mrs Wendy Savage, and he ended his year of office on Tuesday evening at the Annual General Meeting of the Borough Council.
2: This is the government news that's around this week. Sinn Féin calls for changes to GP appointments. The introduction of a new telephone appointment system at some GP surgeries in Upper Balm is a cause for concern, according to Sinn Féin. MLA John O'Dowd said, I have highlighted on numerous occasions the huge pressure GPs face and the difficult patients have to secure appointments. I have consistently called for greater investment in GP services and primary care to help alleviate the pressure on them patients and the wider health service while undoubtedly lessons can be learned from the COVID crisis and the greater usage of technology will feature in healthcare as elsewhere it should be to improve services not restrict them significant changes have such as a move to telephone appointments by some gps as opposed to face-to-face consultations as the preferred option, when appropriate, needs to be fully thought through by the Department of Health before being implemented by GP surgeries. There are several factors which will need to be investigated, including equality considerations, and patients should be fully consulted before such a move is implemented. While GP services are independent contractors, it is imperative that the Department of Health manages any changes to GP provision.
0: Glen is elected as the Lord Mayor in a challenging year. Alderman Glen Barr is Armas City Banbridge and Craig Avonborough's new Lord Mayor with Councillor Jackie Donnelly chosen as the new Deputy Lord Mayor. Nominating Alderman Barr, UUP Group Leader Alderman Jim Spears described him as a strong advocate for the community, business and voluntary sectors. The DUP Group Leader, Councillor Mark Baxter, wished Alderman Barr well for the year ahead. It is such a great opportunity to represent the borough and I hope that in the coming 12 months the restrictions are relaxed a bit so you can enjoy it in the way others have in the past. Uh, Sinn Féin Group leader Councillor Liam Mackle and uh, Councillor Thomas O'Hanlon and uh, Councillor Jackie Donnelly for the position, uh, uh, sorry, Councillor Liam Mackle and Alderman Jim Spears and Alliance Party Councillor Brian Pope and the uh, Councillor Mark Baxter also um, extended their best wishes to the Lord Mayor. The the borough will be moving beyond the pandemic and will hopefully emerge bigger and better. And uh, the deputy Lord Mayor um, who was elected for the position is uh, Councillor Jackie Donnelly. And in her role as deputy Lord Mayor, she will resonate with all the citizens of the borough, said his party's group leader, Liam Mackle. Councillor Paul Berry also extended his best wishes to the new Deputy Lord Mayor and said there will be many challenges you and the Lord Mayor will face but I believe it is important that you face them together in unity. A good progressive team will help move our communities forward and help with our economic development and I want to wish you, Deputy Lord Mayor, all the very best.
1: MLA backs Council autism move. Sinn Féin MLA John O'Dowd has welcomed ABC Council's invitation for people to air their views on autism services. The local council has invited people to offer their suggestions as to how autism services can be improved in the area, he said, and I wish to declare my full support for this. In order for statutory bodies to operate effectively, feedback from those affected most is crucial. Autism is something that we as a society are continually learning about and we must enable those whose lives are directly impacted to have a voice as they are best placed to speak out on such matters. Sinn Féin strongly support any and all initiatives to support the provision of inclusive services for those with autism and their carers.
2: Councillors seek urgent action on rural paths A local councillor has called on Transport NI to urgently address the conditions of footpaths in the area. I've been contacted by several residents over recent days about the state of footpaths, said the DUP's councillor, Mark Baxter, particularly one within the rural areas of our borough. I was with a a constituent at this time in Gibsons Hill, which is pictured in the is a photograph here of it, which in place is impossible, especially when pushing a pram. I do realise that Transport and I are under a lot of financial pressure, but this is clearly a health and safety issue. I call on them to act quickly and move to cut back hedges and scrape back grasses off the path not only here but right across the area and make our roads and footpaths and roads safer for all users.
0: The new UUP leader praises community pharmacists. There's a picture of Doug Beattie visiting Gordon's chemist in Portadown. The new leader of the Ulster Unionist Party and Upper Ban MLA, Doug Beattie, has paid tribute to his local community pharmacy team for its response to COVID-19 and work in rolling out the vaccination programme at a local level. When Mr Beattie visited Gordon's chemist, he heard about how the community pharmacy network has been delivering COVID vaccinations following the extension of the back vaccine programme. Nearly 56,000 vaccinations have been administered in the first eight weeks since Community Pharmacy was brought onto the programme at the end of March. Following the visit, Mr Beattie said, without question, Community Pharmacy teams have ramped up services to look after patients at a challenging time. The pandemic has shone a light on the connection between communities and their local pharmacists, highlighting the benefits of having local, accessible care in the heart of the community. It was particularly encouraging to hear about the successes of the COVID-19 vaccination programme and the positive impacts it has had on the local community. Having it available in such convenient settings locally has been a game-changer. In more rural settings and smaller towns and villages, the provision of the vaccine makes a huge difference.
1: ABC Councillor Bax proposed boilers BAM. The Chair of Armagh City, Bambridge and Craig-Avenborough Council's Economic Development and Regeneration Committee has backed a call to ban the sale of fossil fuel boilers from 2025. A special report by the International Energy Agency says that from now on, there is no place for new coal, oil or gas exploration or supplies if the world is to achieve a net zero emissions target by 2050. The proposed ban is one of 400 steps in the report the agency has produced ahead of the COP26 meeting in Glasgow when countries will attempt to agree measures to enact the Paris Climate Agreement. Councillor Brian Pope welcomed the report as a boost for the borough's local renewable heating market. The report states energy efficiency and electrification are the two main drivers of decarbonisation of buildings, he said. It it lists heat pumps, energy-efficient appliances, building materials and design as potential solutions. There is no doubt there is now huge potential in this market and it is great to see businesses in our borough ready to provide sustainable solutions for our future energy needs.
2: No one gets to rewrite agreement on SDLP's watch, said Dolores Kelly. The SDLP's Dolores Kelly says no one gets to rewrite the Good Friday Agreement on her party's watch. The upper ban MLA was calling out to the DUP for obstructing a number of north-south ministerial meetings. Ministers don't get to take a pick-and-mix approach to their legal obligations, she said, whether it's north-south or east-west or in the executive All ministers have to do their jobs and work in the interests of all our citizens. For months now, elements within the DUP have purposely obstructed North-South meetings. The North-South Ministerial Council is a requirement under the Good Friday Agreement and those in the DUP (coughs) will say they believe in power sharing and devolution but don't get to pick don't get to pick and choose which parts of the agreement they implement. With a change in DUP leadership, there needs to be change of approach from Edwin Poots. Even Edwin Poots has to face up to the legal responsibilities. The SDLP will not accept the DUP preventing these meetings that are crucial for agreement to be reached between ministers in the north and south in all uh, Ireland in all Ireland projects. That is why SDLP Minister Nicola Mallon has written to the Attorney-General for legal advice. No one, not even Edwin, not the DUP, get to rewrite the Good Friday Agreement on the SDLP's
0: watch. Businesses meet Minister. Businesses from Upper Ban met with the fi- Finance Minister Conor Murphy MLA in a meeting organised, <coughs> me, by local MP Councillor uh, Mrs Carla Lockhart. The meeting focused on current and future rates policy and the ongoing need for support from the Northern Ireland Executive. The meeting focused on current and future rates policy and the ongoing need for support from the Northern Ireland Executive for local businesses. Mrs Lockhart said, this was a useful forum for local businesses to exchange views with the Finance Minister and to feed into government thinking on future rates policy. No one knows the challenges facing our high streets and wider business community better than those who operate those businesses. The last year has been so challenging, but we must now look to the future. For some time, the biggest issue facing businesses have been rates. We need to now look at rating policy and find a way to take the rate burden from businesses.
1: Door open to DUP members says new UUP leader who admits he's a bit rough around the edges. Now ratified as Ulster Unionist party leader, Upper Ban MLA Duke Beatty, has admitted his management style may be rough around the edges. It was a style though, he said, that would help him engage with voters. I guess we all think we bring something unique to a political party," he told the PA news agency. "I'm no different. I articulate myself in a different, particular way. My CV is not a political CV. It is a completely different type of CV. My management and leadership styles are very different. I think I'm a little rough around the but rough around the edges. I think people like that rough around the edges." So I think there's a manner in which I could help engage. When people can see what our policies are, they will understand what the Ulster Unionist Party is all about." Mr Beattie had earlier said a number of disaffected DUP councillors and members were having conversations with the UUP, but their visions for Northern Ireland had to match his parties before they would be able to join. Pridey said to have been unanimously endorsed by hundreds of party members in a virtual meeting, He added, we have an awful lot of work to do, and that's what I'm doing here today, because we need to start straight away. There's no point neville-gazing. It's no point in saying my priority is to fix the party, because it's not. I will do that in the margins. My priority is to fix Northern Ireland, to address issues such as health, such as poverty, well-being, education.
2: O'Dowd welcomes planned law reform. Sinn Féin's John O'Dowd has welcomed Minister Deidre Hargey's plan to deliver major reforms on gambling laws. The Upper Ban MLS said, I welcome the announcement of Minister Deirdre Hargey's plan to change the law to modernise gambling laws and protect people who gamble. This, was, uh, this will update laws which are decades out of date and don't reflect the change in technology. Gambling can be enjoyable, but we also need to take, make every effort to tackle problems gambling and keep people safe, particularly young people. This is a major step towards modernising gambling laws and making gambling safer. Across Ireland, Sinn Féin are committed to tackling problems, problem gambling, and bringing our laws into the 21st century.
0: And our last item of council news is uh, Beatty urges protocol protest planners to engage with the PSNI. Upper Ban MLA and UUP leader Doug Beatty called on those planning a protest against the Northern Ireland Protocol in Portadown on Saturday the 5th of June to ensure they engage with the PSNI. News of the protest was delivered on social media, following a wide range of similar protests against the Northern Ireland Protocol and two-tier policing which have been arranged around Northern Ireland in recent weeks. The... The post on social media promoting the Portadown protest came from a group calling itself the Unionist and Loyalist Unified Coalition. The event is organised for 3pm this Saturday. Everyone has the right to peaceful protest, said Mr Beatty, and recent protests in Portadown have been peaceful and this one needs to be peaceful also. But let's be clear, everyone is allowed in our democracy to peacefully protest and that is the way you raise awareness of issues. And this is what I see uh, is being done here if, and if I look at other protests in Portadown. But it's really important that organisers engage with the police and adhere to COVID regulations.
1: And now for some obituaries and death notices. I may begin with much-loved family doctor who served the town for 50 years. Former town general practitioner, Dr. Tom Patton has died in New Zealand. Tom Patton, 98, was a highly respected and much-loved family doctor, and his death has been received with sadness in the town he served so well for over a period of 50 years. Their decision to leave for New Zealand and join their sons Michael and Nigel in 2004 left a void in many people's lives, as both had given outstanding service to many organisations in the town, especially Portadown Golf Club, where both were past captains and where Dr Margaret was president of the ladies' branch. Dr Tom was also president of the Rotary Club back in the 60s, and then took a leading role in the local Probus club. He was also a member of the Armagh Club. Dr Patton, born at Crossnacreevy in County Down, was schooled at RBAI and studied medicine at Queen's University. He was planning a career in surgery initially and spent a year studying anatomy at Edinburgh University with a pal. Dr Tom worked as a GP in Portadown until 1983, during which time he and Dr Margaret built up a successful family practice. And when he returned in 1983, he continued working part-time for the Health Authority, doing medical assessments for attendance Alliance for three days, finally retiring at the age of 70. Dr. Patton is survived by his two sons, Michael and his wife, Leslie, and Nigel and his wife, Vivian, six grandchildren and three great-grandchildren. The funeral was in Christchurch on Tuesday, it can be live streamed for up to ninety days at https slash slash login password Hugh DFO
2: Tributes paid to former councillor Olive Witten. also the of units units. Eunice- Unionists have expressed their condolences to the family of former unionist Councillor Olive Witten. UUP Chairman D- Danny Kennedy paid tribute to Mrs. Witten, MBE, who passed away following illness. Mr. Kennedy described Mrs. Witten as an outstanding party stalwart who was who had served for many years as honorary secretary to the Newry and Armagh Constituency Association, as well as acting as election agent to various parliamentary candidates over many elections. Mrs. Whitten also served two terms as an Ulster Unionist representative on Armagh City Council, District Council. Expressing his sincere sympathy to her family and friends, Mr. Kennedy said. I will remember Olive with great fondness for her hard work and dedication to and on behalf of the party, but also for her many personal acts of kindness and encouragement over the years. Former Ulster Unionist MEP Jim Nicholson also paid tribute to Mrs Witten, who was his election agent when he was elected as MP for Newry and Armagh in 1983. The chair, the chair of the Arma and Arma Unionist Council Association, Councillor Sam Nicholson, said, "We are all very saddened to hear of the passing of the former secretary of our association, and Orchard Council Councillor Olive Witten. Our thoughts and prayers are with her family at this sad time. Mrs. Mrs. Witten was also a leading light in the Women's Arms Lodge." and was a former grandmistress of the Association of Loyal Orange Women of Ireland. She had a keen interest in Ulster Scots culture, particularly Scottish dancing. Mrs. Witten passed, passed away on the twentieth May the twenty-sixth, peacefully, at Maham Hall, Care Home, Portadown. formerly of Fernagreva Road, La Gaulle, she was the wife of the late errol and sister of isabel barbara and the late nancy her funeral service took place in armagh road presbyterian church Portadown on friday may the 28th social distancing rules applied followed by interment in the Le- old
0: churchyard and now uh, some uh, death notices in the paper. Firstly, Portadown. Rowny, uh, at Nan Ray, uh, she was uh, formerly Nan Ray, died on the 29th of May 2021 peacefully at Chestnut Lodge Care Home. She was the beloved wife of Ronnie, of Churchview Close Anna Moore, and dear mother of Mark, Gregory, Derek and Rhonda, and mother-in-law of Joanna. She was interred in Annaghmore Parish Churchyard. And now the Lurgan male death notices. Carol, Patricia, sorry, Patrick, on behalf of his colleagues, the directors of Almac wish to extend their deepest sympathy to Patrick's children, grandchildren and the wider family circle on the recent passing of Patrick who will be uh, fondly remembered and very sadly missed by his many friends in Almac. Our thoughts are with Patrick's family at this sad time. Douglas on the 29th of May 2021, suddenly in Craigavon Area Hospital, late of Upper Toberhune Lane Lurgan, Samuel James or Jim, beloved husband of the late Florence, dearest father of Geoffrey and Lorna, father-in-law of Jennifer and Eric. A funeral service had taken place on Friday past with committal in Lurkin Cemetery. Harland, nay Allen, Karen, May the 27th, 2021, peacefully at hospital, beloved wife of Philip, devoted daughter of Anne and the late Jim Allen, loving sister of Philip and Diane. Martin, Nay Boyce, Jean, 21st of May 2021 at hospital, dearly loved wife of Noel and beloved mother of Gavin and Helen, daughter of the late Isaac and Jane Anna, sister of Vera and the late George and Ted Boyce, late of old Lurgan Road, Portadown, interred in Lurgan Cemetery.
1: The Mobility Furniture Company Seal Truly made-to-measure rise and recline chairs. £300 off the first item, part exchange for your old furniture, plus 50% off the second item. We don't aim to be the biggest, just the best. Flexible finance packages available.
2: Chapmans of the Armagh Road, welcome back. Call for coffee, lunch or sweet treat at Little Jam nestled at the heart of Chapman's Fresh Farm, opening hours Monday to Saturday, 9am to 4pm. That's on the Armagh Road, Portadown.
0: And just after the ads, we'll add a little piece of information to let you know that as of Tuesday past, parking reinforcement teams have been deployed at pre-lockdown levels and penalty charge notices for all on-street parking and bus lane offences are back in operation. The most recent lockdown saw parking enforcement scaled back in line with the road usage from the end of January this year and a small team of traffic attendants was retained for those locations where they could contribute most to road safety and traffic progression. But with the relaxation of COVID restrictions, said Infrastructure Minister Nicola Mallon, town and city centres along with some other areas have become busier and it is necessary for the Parking Enforcement Service to be fully commenced. And now we're into the sporting news. Pollock Park Game Changers land a Community Award. Lurgan Rugby Football Club has won the Community Club Award category for Sony um, and Ulster Rugby's... Real rugby heroes game changers bursary uh, fund the thousand pound award has been given for the efforts of the club to help the community through the pandemic last year um, sony gave more than 20 bursaries to com- communities who had been evo- involved in the initial stages of the pandemic With the first lockdown, Lurgan Rugby Football Club swung into action to support the elderly and more vulnerable members in the community. This turned into a larger endeavour, supporting those in need across the wider Lurgan area, and within three weeks the club had formed a Lurgan Community Aid Group in collaboration with local GAA clubs. Members delivered regular food and household staples to more than 130 families and elderly people and organised regular phone calls with elderly members of the community to combat isolation. The club even managed to get the Lurkin Tigers ambassador Jacob Stockdale on board to drop off a few food parcels. A total fund of £3,000 was available in three bursary levels of £1,000 each for categories including a Community Club Award, a Keeping the Kids Involved Award, and a Health and Wellbeing Award. Lurgan RFCC Mini Rugby Convener David Wellwood said, We are delighted to have won this award and would like to thank Sony and Ulster Rugby for these much-needed funds. After a difficult year, this bursary will help us to support local families who want to engage in the game but may be suffering from economic stress. We would like to use the funds to pay for membership of our Tigers section and um, assist families with purchasing kit. Our catchment area is one of the most economically disadvantaged in Ulster and we will use the bursary to ensure that all of our local boys and girls are given an equal opportunity to get involved with mini rugby. Alan Campbell, Managing Director of Sony, said, Lurgan uh, Rugby Football and Cricket Club have made a real impact on their local community in a very difficult time and we are delighted to present them with this award. Barry Willis, Rugby Operations Manager at Ulster Rugby, said, Lurgan Rugby Football and Cricket Club have supported the most vulnerable members of their community throughout lockdown and are truly deserving of this bursary. We are proud to present them with the Community Club Award.
1: Lurgan Blues in transfer treble. Gary Hamilton is backing Glenavon's transfer treble to push the Premiership Club to the next level. The Lurgan Blues wrapped up a spot in the European playoffs on Saturday with a 1-1 draw with Dungannon Swifts and followed up that that result with confirmation of the capture of three former Linfield players, Andy Waterworth, Mark Stafford and Mark Hoye make the switch to Morneview Park, having won a league and cup double this season with the, B- the Blues. Hamilton described the work as massive news for the football club on the official Glenavon website. For a club of our stature to bring in three players who have achieve, achieved so much over the last five years is incredible. I hope that these players can help, us, help to take us to the next level. I don't think we are that far away from being the top six side, and I think bringing in three born leaders and born winners will help everyone. Waterworth scored 190 goals for Linfield, with Holly signing for the Blues from Glenavon in 2013, and Stafford moving on after six years at Windsor Park. We want to bring born winners to the football club, people who want to win at all costs, and thankfully we've been able to attract three of them," said the Glenavon boss. All three have come off the back of a league and cup double. A lot of praise has to go to the club for giving me the backing. It wasn't going to suit them to stay at Linfield because of the full-time model. To get them over the line will give everyone a massive lift.
2: Irish League, Glenavon won, Dungan and Swifts won. Glenavon secure a vital point in European playoffs path. Glenavon boss Gary Hamilton has singled out the European shot as reward for a season of strain on his stretched part-time squad. A 1-1 draw with Dungannon Swifts left the Lurgan Blues having secured 7th position at the close of the Premiership campaign. Now now Glenavon focus will turn to a To a bid for European football via the playoff route that starts with a semi-final test at Larne on Tuesday, before the winners taking on either Cliftonville or Crusaders in Saturday's final, and Hamilton could um, only praise his players' resolve across a campaign this disrupted by the coronavirus pandemic when we consider the caliber of team we are coming up against in terms of finances that have it really difficult to compete especially this season when it's been saturday tuesday saturday tuesday said hamilton Our players are going to work and it's the same for all the part-time teams in this league. But credit goes to our players and all of the teams part-time for the way that we've gone through the season and finished it off. We were professional to see it out. Obviously, it's nervy with so much at stake, but the boys did their job. It's been tough. But we all would rather play football than sit at home. You ask any footballer, would they rather train or play a match, and they'd rather play a match. We've, we've been very se- We've been without seven players, minimum every single week since January, but not have not made any excuses and just got on with it. There's not been another club in the league with that many injuries from January. We are not complaining and thankfully the boys have got what they deserved and got this European slot. Hamilton and the Glen Avon fans inside Mornview Park have early calls for cheer with Danny Perkis broke the deadlock with 29 seconds on the clock. Ben Gallagher left it level for the Swifts and ultimately the 1-1 draw proved decisive in protecting Glenavon's position against Palomini United in the final standings. We started really well and created a lot of chances but unfortunately didn't take them. And sometimes that's what can happen in football. If you don't take your chances you get caught out on the break. Coming. It, at half time, it, if it had been 5 2 or 6 2 up, it would have been a fair reflection of the game as they had chances to and hit the post. But thankfully, the boys needed a draw to get us through into the European playoffs and they produced. I thought in the second half that although we didn't create that much, Dungannon didn't create that much either. But it only
0: takes one chance. And now for some motorsport. They're back on track at Tully Roan. After a long delay due to the coronavirus pandemic, short oval racing returns to Tully Roan Oval on Sunday afternoon from 2 o'clock. Due to COVID-19 restrictions limiting spectator numbers at outdoor sporting events, admission is by advance ticket only. Sharing top billing are the ultra-fast National Hot Rods and the All Action Unlimited National Rate Bangers. Also in action are the Super Stocks, Lightning Rods and Ninja Carts. In the National Hot Rods it is the penultimate round of the Simpson Race Exhaust World Series Northern Ireland as the drivers all strive to qualify for the World Championship Final at Ipswich in July. Dungannon's Derek Martin currently tops the series standings and he is currently on top form, having scooped the Open Scottish Championship in Fife two weeks ago. At the same meeting, Balamina's Shane Murray was crowned European champion and is set to be a big contender at Tully Rome too. 2.
1: And now, news of Outdoor Bowls B team fails to turn tide. Hollywood 77. B 64. B had another trip to the seaside to play Hollywood in a League 3 match and lost by a mere 13 shots to the former NIBA 3rd Division side, having been two shots adrift after the 12th end and looking good for a narrow win. Alas, it was not to be. The visitors slipped up well into the second half with some poor finishing, the exception being Billy Strain's victorious four. The small deficit was very much down to him, with Roy Poots, Bobby Livingston, Luke Donaldson and Billy Strain on rink one, the Lurgan Four winning 16 out of the 21 ends, to outclass P. Getty's rink by 25-8. An amazing afternoon's bowling by all. Derek Henderson, Jerry Devlin, Rodney McCarthy and Eamon Quinn did well to keep in touch with Sea Law's home four, and were just one shot adrift after the 19th end but were denied a league point when Law's rink claimed five five shots off the last two for them to snatch a win by 2014. It was a tough outing for Neil Harvey, Robert Coulton, Paul Henderson and Bobby Bonus on rink three being no match for P Douglas, strong rink to lose 28-12. After a cautious start Ian Lachlan, Robert Dorman, Mel Hamilton and Peter Ruffold were only a shot behind Trevor Roberts 4 and searching for a needy league point at midway. A rink win was in sight when they were just a shot, a uh, short, short, shy, a shot short at 13-14 after the 17th end, but they took the foot off the pedal and lost 21-13. Next Saturday, Lurgan B are at home to Larnside Curranby in another league match when they hope to regain their confidence to record a good league win. With the relaxation of the Covid regulations, spectators are most welcome.
0: And now we go for our more general news for this week. Uganda is virtually in sight as surgery teams trek on for Charlene's project. At the beginning of February, staff in the Moira Surgery started their 2021 Moira Surgery Uganda Challenge with the goal of virtually walking, running and cycling the 6,685 miles to Uganda over a six-month period. The doctors and staff split into two teams, Richards Ramblers and the Dream Team, and the competition began to see who would be the first team to complete the virtual journey through 12 countries to reach Uganda. The two teams are currently about 85% of the way there, with Richard Ramblers leading the way 5,900 miles behind them. The Morris surgery staff have been so encouraged with the donations dropped off at the surgery and given online. More than 6,000 of the £10,000 target has been raised, which all goes to help Charlene's project in its efforts to build a secondary school for the children of the eight neighbouring primary schools in rural western Uganda. Dr Dickie Barr, whose daughter Charlene founded the project during her terminal illness, said... I'm so appreciative of the staff of the, in Moira Surgery for all they have done to support Charlene's project. They have wholeheartedly embraced the challenge and it has been a fun and healthy competition between the two teams. Patients and friends have been so generous in their donations and I would want to thank everyone who has donated to help children that we are working with in Uganda.
1: Strictly Shirley strictly, in search for nominees. Strictly Come Dancing's head judge, Shirley Ballas, is offering people and projects from Lurgan the chance to waltz off with the National Lottery Award by getting their nominations in before the Monday 7th June deadline. The National Lottery Awards are the annual search for the UK's favourite national lottery funded people and organisations and they celebrate the inspirational individuals and groups who do extraordinary things in their community especially during these challenging times. The National Lottery is looking to hear about those who are going the extra mile, doing doing amazing things and inspiring others. To make your nomination for this year's National Lottery Awards, tweet at Lotto Good Causes with your suggestions or complete an entry form through our website www.lotterygoodcauses.org.uk slash awards. And again, a reminder, entries must be received by midnight on 7th of June
2: 2021. Call goes out to stragglers as vast majority complete census. The vast majority of people have, have completed the two, 2021 census and the Statistics are, and Research Agency is urging those who have not yet returned their questionnaire to do so as soon as possible. Census Director Dr David Marshall said we have had a fantastic response to the census with 97% of households returning their questionnaire. This surpasses the last census in 2011 and will help us deliver an accurate picture of the population. We, hear, we urge anyone who hasn't yet done so to complete and return a paper census form now and play their part in helping shape public services for the next decade. We have issued reminder letters and paper questionnaires to households who may not have returned their sentence. The online portal which many census, which many people use to complete their census is now closed. However, there is still time to complete a paper form.
0: Council issues a call to a virtual 10k run or walk. For runners and athletes of all abilities are being encouraged to lace up their trainers and register for the free virtual ABC 10k run. Organised by the local council in place of the annual Craigavon Lakes 10k race, the virtual run allows participants to complete their 10k run using a safe and suitable route of their choice between June the 19th and the 27th. Participants who submit evidence of having completed the 10k run will be eligible to receive a medal posted to their address. There are spot prizes available in different categories, For example, Best Family Involvement photo showing the family in the the 10k fun run. The Most Creative DIY Finish Line photo to celebrate. And the Best of the Borough photo showing the participant making use of the Borough's parks or open spaces for their 10k run. The Lord Mayor, councillor Kevin Savage, said The event is open to all, whether you are a walker, jogger or runner, and it's a great opportunity to get back out again and test yourself at the challenging yet achievable distance. For our 50 runners who are taking part in the council's 5 to 10k running programme, this will be the culmination of a 10-week training programme which has seen them dedicating themselves to three runs per week, rain, hail or shine, that alone deserves congratulations. As with many activity challenges of this type, participants may use the opportunity to raise money for a charity of their choice, such as the one the Council is promoting, the Go East for India fundraising campaign, aiming to help raise money for Oxfam to supply COVID-19 aid and assistance for the people of India.
1: Warren's time years after years of lobbying brings speeding into focus. Waringstown together has cheered news that speed-indicating devices are soon to be installed on the main road through the village. The Umbrella Group of local organisations hailed the move a success after years of lobbying. The planned de- deployment is part of an Armagh, Bambridge and Craigavon policing and community safety partnership initiative targeting speeding trouble spots across the borough. At a recent meeting with policing and community safety partnership project coordinator Billy Stewart, Warringstown Together representatives highlighted what the Umbrella Group called the ongoing speeding problems on the approach roads to Warringstown. Warringstown Together representatives recently joined ABC Deputy Lord Mayor, Councillor Kyle Savage, a strong supporter of the initiative, Billy Stewart, Inspector Brian Mills for a pre-launch preview of one of the portable devices at work on the Brambridge Road near Maharana Park. They were very impressed with the immediate effect the SID had on the speed of oncoming traffic, a spokesperson said, with with most of it slowing down to inside the 30 miles uh, per hour speed limit.
2: Elderly lose 150,000 to fraudsters in police officers scam. Police have warned that fraudsters posing as police officers have targeted more than 300 older people in Northern Ireland this year. The scam sees older people encouraged over the phone to reveal where they have their valuables in their home and then to leave them in an envelope to be collected. There have been 36 occasions so far where people have handed over money or valuables with a total of 135000 in cash and jewellery worth hundred were 15,000 lost. Commissioner for Older People in Northern Ireland, Eddie Lynch, who attended the conference, warned that older people were often more trusting. If in doubt, he said, just put the phone down.
0: Firefighter bumps into the Royals in Edinburgh. A Lurgan firefighter bumped into the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge while on a weekend break to Edinburgh recently. Phil Wilson and his wife Nuala were in the Scottish capital on a short break when they came across the Duke and Duchess getting out of their car. Phil, who's a full-time firefighter in Lurgan and part-time in Portadown, said She was lovely. She got out of the car and said hello to us with a big smile. William got out of the other side of the car and he waved over at us as well. The couple said they would no idea the future King and Queen would be in the city. The Duke and Duchess of Cambridge were at the closing ceremony of the General Assembly of the Church of Scotland. Prince William is the Lord High Commissioner. Phil said we were walking along and spotted about 20 people standing outside a building and then their car drove up. Not only did the couple bop into royalty, but they also met Steve Arnott from Line of Duty, otherwise known as Martin Comston, the actor while he was on a trip to Edinburgh Zoo and he was very happy to get his photo taken with Nuala.
1: Lord Mayor throws down the gauntlet to the area's school children at Healthy Kids lunch. Encouraging schools to take part in this year's Healthy Kids Sports Day initiative, Councillor Kevin Savage threw down the gauntlet to pupils with his own Beat the Lord Mayor challenge. I've set three sports day challenges for the children to compete against me, he said, and I can't wait to see the results. Who will be able to beat me in the traditional egg and spoon race, welly boot toss and sprint? More than 60 of the borough's schools have already signed up to the Healthy Kids programme, organised by Inter in partnership with SPAR, Eurospar and Vivo for delivery through May and June, and aimed at increasing children's physical, general and emotional health. What our children need now is a sense of normality, therefore this initiative will help to relieve some of the stress and pressure on principals and ultimately help them deliver their school's sports day. Healthy Kids provides the resources schools need to deliver a socially distanced sports day. All are accessible online, free of charge and include step sporting challenges, how to video tutorials and downloadable certificates. Its Director of Coaching, Paul Carville, said last year's virtual Sports Day was a great success, but there was nothing like the real thing.
2: Northern Ireland's most popular baby names revealed. James and Grace have emerged as the most popular baby names in Northern Ireland last year. They were the f- most frequent first names given to babies whose births were registered in 2020. Grace has held the top spot in the region for baby girls since 2018, while James has been the most popular for baby boys for the past six years. The next most popular names for girls last year include Emily in second place, followed by Isla, Fada, Olivia, Sylvie, Sophia, Amelia, Lucy, Ella and Freya. For boys, Jack was the second most popular name, followed by Noah, Charlie, Oliver, Thomas, Finn, Theo, Killian, and Harry. Flada entered the top ten for girls' names for the first time since the reporting of of baby names began in 1997 and the names Arabella and Matilda were also popular as growing in popularity last year. Some of the more unusual names given to baby girls in 2020 included Dior, Divine, Ever, Harley Quinn, Nirvana, Porsche and Vogue. For boys Killian and Finn Joined the top 10 for the first time in 2020, while she- Shannon, Kai, and Brody were also more popular. Some of the less common names for boys in 2020 included Bono, Bowie, Denver, Denzel, Jagger, Maverick, River, Rocky, Triumph, and Wolf. The data was compiled by the Northern Ireland Statistics and Research Agency for the baby names 2020 statistics. The agency is also set to launch a new interactive baby name search tool which can be used to find out more information about the names registered.
1: We have now come to the end of our recording for this week. Our thanks to the team of volunteers who edited and recorded this week and to Mackels for collecting the Portadown Times and Lurgan Mail for us and to the Presbyterian Church for the use of the studio. Editing the news this week were Paul and Linda. Our technician was David Bennett and reading with me this week were Kate Spence and Linda Francis. From the newsroom at the Old Manse, this is Gareth Greer signing off. Thank you for spending time with us. All our good wishes for the week ahead. Our team will be back with you in four weeks' time. Please remember to return your wallet. Sound News is a Craig Avon Talking Newspaper production. Goodbye.
0: Bye-bye, everybody.